This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. She thinks we're a myth and we don't actually do the show live. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> I still wonder if we do. Anyway. Expanding Horizons. Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. And yes, we are live. And it's Cole and Stu. How are you, Stu? You all right? Yeah, I'm in recovery mode, Cole. From our big, our big party from our 400 400, show. still been going on. Right. Yeah, we've been rocking all week. Rocking right? all week, that's right. Lots Raging hard. There's a lot of people who are quite complimentary about the show, and I think it was... Um, <laughs> and a lot of people who weren't. Yeah. No, no, everybody was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a great show, and um, I was just going to say there was only really one one error, and that was by me, so that's no surprise. I don't even remember. I've actually listened to the show quite a few times. It was a great show. It was a great show, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good. So I suppose if you want to listen to that show, which was number 400, uh, or any of our previous shows, then you can get on to Expanding Horizons um, on planesfm.org.nz. Look us up, download them, go to Spotify, download them there. Just keep downloading them until (laughs) until the memory on your device is full of Expanding Horizons. Mm, And you'll be good. You'll be all good. No, and thank you everyone who did listen last week and hopefully you're listening this week. Yeah, well. that's true. It wasn't a one-off. <laughs> Thanks to all those people who um, sent us messages as well. Yeah, that's great. It was great to get to. It was great. And I had lots of people during the week just saying, you know, enjoyed the show, first-time listener or whatever, last-time listener. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Why didn't you play this song? Why didn't you play a song I knew? Why didn't you play it? Well, it was about expanding your horizons, Mm. not reinforcing your own bubble. Well, yeah, unless you want to come on the show yourself, in which case you can pick some music. Yeah, that's right. And talk about that. You're quite happy for people to come on and we can do a little bit of a... Favourites, influences show. We're taking bookings for 2024. Yeah, so, but, um, but not until February. No, that's right. Yeah, we're all booked up. All booked up. Or yeah. We're all checked out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Our dance card is full. <laughs> Certainly is. Hey, um, talking of dancing, talking of being full, mm-hmm. um, full of amazingness is Rob Joas, right? Oh, yeah. From and Hobnail, and right? Hobnail, yeah. They are a completely awesome band. And um, he sent you he sent you a new track, right? Yeah, which dropped t- yesterday. Right, Fault Lines. Mm. So um, we're going to play that. 
first up on the show because later on in the show we've got good habit habits of phoning mm. in. You and I possibly got good habits. I don't know. But <laughs> um, anyway, so should we play some Rob Joas? Yeah, play some Rob Joas. And uh, right, so this is Fault Lines by Rob Joas and Hobnow, and you are on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM ninety six point nine. There's a fault line running through this town. Fears one of these days, the whole thing could come down, but. In the meantime, with all respect, I'm not losing sleep over what hasn't happened yet. I'm prepared, cause I'm not crazy. Ignore the sciences, you must be foolish or plain lazy. I do my best, best I can To leave nothing more than footprints in the sand There's a fault line running through my head I confess some rainy days I don't make it out of bed Till the sunshine comes back around I'll be here under the sheets Trying not to make a sound While the world keeps churning outside Daily news and pundit views Just make me wanna hide Best I can, best I can, to leave nothing more than footprints in the sand. There's a fault line running through our hearts So tread carefully What you build can easily break apart I do my best Best I can To leave nothing more than footprints in the sand do my best, the best I can, the best I can, to leave nothing more than footprints in the sand, to leave nothing more than footprints in the sand.
Can we drive to a place that we've never been? There's no suits or ties as requirements. We'd never come of age. We'd put a pause in time. The youth is refined by the thoughts of the innocent. Pushing for a simple life with no consequence. Our hands articulate details once untouched. Offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. I'm real slow, Jude. <laughs> real slow when it comes to transitioning between Spotify. But you'd be pleased I to could... know that it didn't just play straight on. No, that's uh, good. I could probably do those IDs live. Yeah, if you want. Could, if anyway. you want. Hey, um, we were just listening to "Soaking in the Sun" by Gibson '98. Mm. If I can, if you and I can read correctly our Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was sent in to you by one of our listeners, right? Yeah, and local artist. And a thoroughly great song. That was I'm cool. Saying, yeah, yeah. Really, it's got a groove on it, that one, isn't it? And there's more from Gibson 98 on Spotify, so check them out. Check them out. Yeah. And before that, we had the great Rob Joas from Hobnail and their new track, Fault Lines. But it's time, Stu, mm. that we did this. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, yeah, friends and Romans, countrymen, hey. 
skins and journeymen. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, my sisters and my brethren, the time is coming near. Because on the line today, all the way from outside sunny Hamilton, we have good habits. So we've got Bonnie and Pete. So welcome. Welcome to our show. Thanks very much for calling in. Oh, thank you Hello. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is your, um, how many times have you been to New Zealand? This is your second or third trip. Um, as, a, as this duo, as good habits, our second. It's right. our return trip after a pretty eventful first time round. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which was yeah, not such a bad eventful, right? It had some good <laughs> events in it, didn't it? Apart from getting stuck and then hanging out with some super cool um, superstars. Is that right? Well, that is, yeah. I mean, even the getting stuck was a pretty nice event for us because, yeah, it meant that we did lockdown and all of that two years after in New Zealand rather than the UK, which we were very happy. Yeah. But, yeah, as you were insinuating, we um, ended up meeting up with the other lockdown COVID refugees in New Zealand. There was Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman, right. which was a very strange weekend. Yeah, well, I was just going to, was, I was thinking about, and you know, like, it's one of those, um, you're never going to believe this story, right? You know, like, later on in life, you'll be going, hey, look, you're never going to believe this, what happened to me. And people go, what? You went to New Zealand, and then these all things kind of flowed on, right? Yeah, it was really fortunate. We just had a massive wave of luck of coming out here at the right time, really. And it was right at the beginning of, us as a band and so it was really sort of uh formational for us because it just forced us to start gigging when new zealand opened up again and all of our friends back in the uk couldn't work but new zealand was open and yeah so we just managed to gig non-stop for about two years yeah i think if we could have chosen anywhere in the world to be at that time it just it would have been it would have been here where we where we ended up and as pete was saying our original tour of New Zealand, which was had only planned to be sort of January through to March at the beginning of 2020, um, that was us sort of beginning the very beginning of our of our duo journey. Sort of like a recent graduate, let's give this a go, and we sort of held it off to New Zealand and put all this um, put all this work into a tour. And we never expected that then that would kind of be the beginning of us doing this duo full-time and now it's been a few years later and we brought it back to the UK and properly got stuck into it and were able to do it full-time then but it's all thanks to being stuck in New Zealand really. So um, yeah I was just going to say to you then um, that whole kind of being stuck here just the two of you kind of to get I know there's other people around you but you know the two of you together forming kind of that musical connection and and, and building up your uh, you know the craft of the writing and the, and the performing together would, would that be a good summation of it yeah really well and it was sort of fortunate that it allowed us because we hadn't really been a band in the uk it allowed us to come back to the uk music scene as this sort of strange international band that had english accents but they never <laughs> played but we'd been performing <laughs> for two years yeah outside of the country and so we sort of managed to develop our craft in New Zealand where no one was watching from the UK. And also we didn't have we didn't have other jobs, so when we were coming out of those lockdowns we did as many gigs as we possibly could. And I think we did hundred and fifty gigs wow. in in eighteen months or something like that. Oh. So it was it was good practice. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say then you you were kind of um 
practicing behind closed doors, so to speak, weren't you? W- away from the prying eyes of the kind of me- the press and that in the UK, and then suddenly turned up this oh overnight sensation when really you'd been forming. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you know, it was, yeah, it was quite handy because yeah, you don't have to do any of those bad gigs in the UK. <laughs> but also, I think that doesn't. That's not to discredit being here. I just think from having been here and then also um, then our time when we returned back to the UK, the New Zealand music community and scene here was so friendly and welcoming and so nice. And so (laughs) it definitely feels that way around that we were able to explore, do a load of gigs, learn, get really stuck into what, who we are, what we do, what our sound is within a music scene that we found like a, like a family almost. I was going to ask you about that. How did you find the um, the New Zealand kind of music scene and, and the artists differing from the UK? Um, I think it's definitely really different, but mainly because, because we're in the folk scene, that kind of makes it a smaller scene because folk is a bit more of a, bit more of a niche genre. And I think the fact that people are, if they're in, not in Auckland or if they're in other towns, other smaller towns or cities, there's a sense of people are really up for helping each other out and yep. sort of sharing, sharing the good news and, and hints and tips and, and connections and things, which I think in the UK, obviously the UK is amazing for music opportunity and it's got such a kind of, um, yeah, overflowing with stuff. Just the sheer number of artists means that it doesn't have quite the similar vibe. It like, feels a bit more competitive, a lot more competitive. Right, I was going to say, um, I saw that, you know, on the list of um, tour dates that you've got coming, that you're playing in the Muscle Inn. And um, in recent times, we've had um, some artists on um, Somebody Do Something, and they... You know, they've recently been playing at the Muscle Inn as well, and, and it seems like a lot of people that we talk to who are on tours of, of um, New Zealand, whether they be national or international artists, all rave about the Muscle Inn. And I was wondering, oh. and when you were saying about that, you know, when people, other musicians talk to other musicians in the New Zealand scene, do they go, by the way, Muscle Inn, make sure you play there? Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Especially, I think every musician that we've ever spoken to about touring New Zealand always talks about the Muscle Inn. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, everyone who's done an international tour here has played the Muscle Inn, and you mention it, and they go, oh my goodness, what a place. No, that's magic. It's quite crazy. It's a really beautifully crazy place. So if you're ever in that corner of the country, get get along. Because you've got, um, so you're over here at the moment, and then you've got. So your tour, I know you're playing on the 15th of December in the Cook Islands. Should anyone be listening and thinking, hey, I'll be in the Cook Islands? Yeah. <laughs> Even before that, Cole. Even before that? Before the yeah, 15th? Yeah, that's going to be a really... Oh. That'll, be a, oh, that'll be a really fun gig mm. because it's actually with Tiki Tane. Mm. Oh, really? So yeah. yeah, so Tiki Tane's playing and we're supporting. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, course that. Which is a collaboration that I think neither of us expected. But yeah. <laughs> So how did, how did you kind of um, get connected or joined up with um, Tiki? Um, there's a really lovely um, guy called Maurice who um, lives in Rarotonga and is really keen to bring musicians over, organise gigs, and not only that, but also um, bring musicians over, organise gigs, and uh, take musicians into schools and college, just sort of really get involved um, in the scene, the community. And so that's how this has come about. And I think it was just this quite 
fortunate thing um, that Tiki Tane is also going to be there. And so, so Maurice was like, hey, how about we, um, how about we combine these gigs? Um, so that's going to be really, really lovely and really cool to meet him. I am. Um I only have two ticky stories, but I was on the. I was just just so you know, Stu. Yeah. I was on the west coast. I was on the west coast, and um, I was at this. I think it was a drum and bass. I like. I can't remember the name of the the artists. They were quite. They're quite big in New Zealand, but half of them live in France. Anyway, they're like big drum and bass outfit. But he was emceeing it, Tiki Tane. And then another time, I went to Wellington, and I was at the airport there and the little bus terminal waiting for a bus. And and then I was sitting there, and this guy sat down next to me, and, talking about, and I turned around. It was Tiki Tone. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, <laughs> you know, like I was like, "Yeah, it's not as cool as you playing with him, but <laughs> that's the best I can do." You know, so um, oh, that'd be fantastic. And so you've got the you've got the tour coming up, haven't you? And you're really playing all the nooks and crannies of New Zealand, aren't you? So you've got your tour yeah, van, uh, yeah. tour van I going. Think yeah, I think I've probably driven more in New Zealand than I have in the UK. <laughs> when we were here, I feel like I've driven every road there is to drive in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, there's, there's sort of the combination of the last two years we were here previously into sort of making this mega tour of all of our favourite places mm. over February and March. So February is South Island and then March, North, North Island. North Island yeah. And yeah, we're just so excited. All these amazing places that we can't wait to return to and friends that run the gigs and... Yeah. You know, when we were planning our when we were planning our return and were really fortunate to be able to come over here and then also be touring in Australia in January, um, and then we were planning to come back here, we realised we we've got to spend at least a month on each island because it would just break our heart to fly by and go back home again, having got to know some really beautiful corners of the country. Yeah, I was so just... hence we sort of carved out that full full month for each island, and then it just filled up so quickly because there's so many great places to go. Yeah, I was going to say to you, um, you know, if you were going to do similar um, distance in kilometres in the UK, it, with the traffic, it'd probably take the rest of your life just to get through the traffic yeah, jams, oh right? So, yeah, the M6, when the M25, I think I've spent sort of maybe a quarter of my life on the M25. <laughs> and, that's, and that's like just going home, right? From going out for the Yeah, evening. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm still really, out. That's, a nice thing. that's well, the lovely thing about driving in New Zealand is you might be driving for eight hours, but... You never get bored. Yeah, and There's was, so much to look at. And, they, and, and quite often you don't see another car, so it's really good. Yeah. Hey, um, we've been talking for a little bit, and I just wanted to, um, people always be thinking, right, what do they even sound like then, this Good Habits? Now, I wanted to play this track because um, She Bangs the Drums. The first time I heard this, you know, by the Stone Roses, man, I was like, whoosh. I, was, I got that album as an early 21st birthday present when it first came out. Fell cool. in, you know, and and then I see you guys, and I've watched you do it, you know, on um, YouTube. I'm like, or heard you do it, you know, and I'm just like, wow, amazing, amazing, <laughs> right? So, I want, oh, thank you. You must be big Stone Roses fans. I mean, you know, to, to, oh to, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the song first came into my lap um, when because we Pete and I met each other when we were studying in Manchester, and so obviously got to know if we hadn't already a sort of the classic Mankinian bands. Um, But this song in particular, um, I sang it as part of um, a show, um, a theatre show that was celebrating 100 years since women gained the right to vote um, 
in England and she brings the drums became this anthem for that um, and it was really cool and then um, it was actually when we were in New Zealand then a couple of years later that a really good friend of ours in Paika Kaviki asked us to play this song as a birthday present to him and we wow. thought well we already have a million reasons why we love and want to do this song and so we gave it our best shot yeah excellent right so just for all the listeners out there, we are talking to Pete and Bonnie from Who Are Good Habits, and we're about to listen to their version of She Bangs the Drums, and you are on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. Offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. Right, caught me out my seat there. <laughs> caught got, me out my seat. You got your microphone, Cop? Yeah, all good. Yeah, 
sailed away from me <laughs> over there. And that was um, Good Habits with their track, or their cover of their tra- of the track, She Bangs the Drums. And we were just, um, I was just talking to them off air about the furiousness of um, like some accordion playing, and like it was wonderful hearing the cello replacing John Squire's bass line on that. It's lovely, and um, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I was going to ask you, you both, because we're talking to Pete and Bonnie, who are at the moment just outside of Hamilton. What were your um, musical influences? How did you get into music? So I come from a sort of quite musical family um, with an Irish background. So part of sort of the family get-togethers and everything was that everyone would do a turn and whether it was folk or pop or anything and so that kind of playing together as a family was a really big thing um and so yeah i just got into playing music not necessarily folk but just a whole mix of stuff um at a young age and then got into piano and drums and eventually decided to go to university to study classical piano but the whole time I always had accordion on the side because my mum came from an Irish family and had been given accordions because she was musical. Um, and I wanted to go busking as a teenager, so I taught myself accordion. Right. And yeah, that kind of just was there. And then eventually we sort of decided to try and see if it would work accordion and cello. Um, and it does, and- right? Well, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, to be honest. Oh, was it? <laughs> I, I suggested it. it. Good Habits, a long time ago, whilst we were at university, was a sort of different. And I was playing cajon, playing percussion, and we had some other friends involved playing string instruments. And then when we graduated, they went their separate ways and got jobs, and we didn't know what to do. So we thought, oh, we'd take the name. <laughs> take the name and make it name and, make something new. and I said, oh, well... Han and cello would be a bit weird, so how about I play accordion? And Bonnie gave me this look. Of... Yeah, I have to be honest, as someone who does not come from a folky background at all, when Pete said he could do accordion and cello, I thought, well, that's just not going to happen. Um, but we gave it a go, and he's, yeah, he's, up, he's successfully changed my unfair assumptions around the accordion in the few years we've been playing together. If I can just, if I can just make a little... Um, I'm a big fan of MASH, right? And I don't know if either of you are. But anyway, there's a scene way back in the latest seasons when... Um, do you know you know the TV show that I'm talking about? I though, do. Right? My gran- I used to watch it a huge amount with my grandpa. Right, OK. So Charles is quite snobby anyway. This this um, group comes along and this, this lady plays the accordion. And he's always, <laughs> like, making fun of her about this accordion. And, and then she's playing classical piano. And he's going, why do you waste your time for that thing? He goes... She goes, well, I'd like to have a bit of fun and I'd like to pay the bills, you know. And um, so she does a lot of poker stuff on it. And I was just going to say, you know, that people, oh, it's the accordion. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, looking, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, Bonnie, that you're looking down your nose at it. But, <laughs> just, <laughs> but I, do think it's, I do think it's interesting because I came from a background of um, sort of writing my own pop songs and then also were influenced by my mum as a jazz and blues singer and then also sort of learning cello in a classical music world and doing a lot of musical theatre is definitely that thing of just like in the whether that's popular music in the UK just you don't see accordions so you have your assumption that or if you're I don't know if you have a narrow narrow perspective you might think that the accordion is for sort of German polka music but then actually 
get, yeah, getting to know it. Maybe that probably was a bit snobbery when I was 19 going, the accordion. Um, but then <laughs> actually joking? getting to know, yeah, <laughs> maybe, probably was. But, you, you know, it's, it's been great to have my eyes and ears opened to sort of, yeah, to the whole world of accordions are all over the world and sort of really at the forefront of different music cultures as well and like Eastern European music cultures and things like that. So, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. And now I'm... No, I'm all for accordions. So with them, you, you, both of you came from quite musical kind of families. So what what were some of the you know, artists that you were listening to that kind of... You were talking then, Bonnie, about writing pop songs. So who were you listening to that, you know? Oh, stuff in well, the charts? Or? Um, <laughs> I think it was definitely... I was... Yeah, when I was a, when I was a younger teenager, I was definitely well into pop. Um, and I had a big, but before that, I had a big blondie obsession. I used oh, to nice. uh, wear bin bags as well, so I could be blondie. Um, <laughs> and then that sort of, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just really liked it. Got, got into a lot of pop music and then also really loved Lady Gaga as well. That was, that was big for me. And then also a bit more into some soul and jazz and some, um, but Nora Jones and, um, Just Stone and things like that. And then, and then when I got a little bit older, I got, started enjoying just a bit more uh, indie side of things. But, um, yeah, there's always been a big a big sort of jazz and musical theatre, pop, classical influence around sort of those ingredients sort of have gone into a bit of a mixing pot for so the songs that I write are sort of a mixture of all those things. But, um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I was really into sort of... 70s rock and stuff so I think it was through my parents but I loved The Who, Queen sort of anything from that age mm. and then more modest sort of The Killers and so I originally started playing drums oh. and that was yeah so just sort of idolised Keith Moon um, <laughs> yeah, he was um, I hate a bit like Keith Moon <laughs> and um, yeah so but then that and then also through doing classical music sort of a lot of classical music mm. um and then as soon as I, as soon as my uncle saw that I was getting into music, he was sort of a bit more of an anarchist when he was a teenager. So he sent me all of the, his sort of punk and sort of sex pistols and all of that, all of his CDs to get me into that. Um, I was just going to say, was there, a, was there a track where you, where you went, you know, like you can remember where you went, yeah, this is for me now? Um, I really... A song which is actually one that we've now done, but um, Barbara O'Reilly. By oh, how good is that? Just, oh, I just love it. And so it's actually on our upcoming album mm. because I realised that with the accordion, you can really similarly replicate the synth line in the beginning. Yeah. And in a really strange way, that's one of the weird things about the accordion is it actually sounds quite synth-like, so you can do some good covers of 80 songs. Um, <laughs> And also, it's just it's such a wild song. So much happens, and you end with a electric violin solo, all of these things. Mm. I just love that. It's great. I was just going to say, you know, if you watch, I, I don't know what, when the gig was, and, and he's got, you know, Keith's got the big um, laser lights coming out from behind it. And I think Rabbit, yeah. was it Rabbit and Bartholomew or something, was the keyboardist. And it's just that, yeah. that loopy, it's amazing, right? Barbara O'Reilly yeah, is like one of the Who's great tracks, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so amazing, and it's just so much happens. And I think that's what I really love about that era of music is 
they're not really limited to the three minute thirty yep. song length, and it can go anywhere. It's almost kind of more symphonic in the sense that it will just rapidly change gears and go into something completely different, yeah. and all within a song, which I really love. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Bonnie? Was there a track where you went? Yeah. I definitely think that. Um, well, so my stepdad, who is a, a guitarist, who's sort of self-taught um, jazz guitarist, and he's been doing that professionally all his life. Um, when I was first starting to write my own songs, or when I was about 16 as well, and I started just trying to experiment um, with using the cello to write songs, and not just I used to write songs and sit at the piano. Um, and he just stuck on a, a huge DVD of Police, um, oh. and all of their stuff and when I sort of just really got into yeah listening to police and and getting to know the songs and tr- and sort of covering them to sort of get into sort of things writing minds I yeah I think that's a good example of a moment where I thought this is really cool songwriting that I very much connect to right excellent right Talking of some songwriting, I'm, going, I'm just going to play another track now. And um, I was listening to this yesterday, and I and I think on the YouTube, if I remember correctly, there's you must have done this. Is I will still be here, um, oh, yeah. and then there's a big bit of talking at the end of the YouTube thing where you're talking about being stuck in New Zealand. I think this <laughs> is the track, anyway. And um, right, so we're listening to um, Good Habits, who are, or who are phoning in from um, just outside of Hamilton, and this is their track, I Will Still Be Here, and you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM. I tumbled into life Among some absent-minded strangers were no questions asked or questions answered I started at the start The choice belongs to you You tell yourself you fully earned this But when so much is pre-decided How much do we deserve? Can I preordain? Does it make a difference? Can I choose my Everything was different, I live for the inevitable Change my mind 
So just be pleased with it It doesn't need to have a meaning Is it a butterfly effect I'm living? Cause I don't need to know Can I free a day? Does it make a difference? Can I choose my future? Would it be the same if everything were different? I look for the inevitable. Expanding Horizons. Right, you are on Expanding Horizons, and if you didn't notice from all the dead air that Colin is in charge of <laughs> clicking the buttons that relate uh, to the... Uh, there's a lot to do over there, Colin. There's a lot there? to do, and I can't do one thing uh, at a time. All I have to do is turn the mics on over yeah, here. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> we, were, we are um, talking today to um, Bonnie and Pete, and they are Good Habits, and... Mm. That was their track. I will still be here. I have a question. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, if you like, we've been saying cello to them, haven't we? Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, you like that one, Cole? I do. Okay. <laughs> I, like every, I like everything. Because it's do. terrible. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I was just going to ask you then, because um, we were talking a little bit right at the top of the show about this tour, and you're in New Zealand at the moment again, because um, so, you're here back in 21, if I'm correct. So... Yeah. You're coming down to the South Island and you're coming to Christchurch or in the vicinity of Christchurch. So just we'll give ourselves a little plug first. So um, when and where and how do they get the tickets? Yep, so all of our tickets are on our website. Now, our website is goodhabitsband.com and, and we're excited. For the first weekend of March is when we're going to be in your neck of the woods, that being Friday the 1st down in Geraldine, Saturday the 2nd of March in Akaroa, the Grand Hotel, and Sunday the 3rd of March we're going to play at one of our favourite places, which is the Christchurch Folk Music Club, which is a gorgeous big concert series um, run by lovely folks based in Christchurch. So, yeah, so it's the first weekend of March and everything is at goodhabitband.com. Yeah, I was going to say, um, getting over to Akaroa, that would be a lovely go over there, hopefully for some nice weather, and then um, oh, yeah. watch, watch you two playing. How good would that be? That will be. I'd love to try and see the dolphins, the whole package. Oh yeah, do it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is Pete on the Akaroa uh, promotion tour. Yes, yeah. 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 they give me a little bit of money on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yes. Speak a bit of French. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oui, oui. yeah, yeah, oui, oui. yeah, whatever you like, you know. But um, and and so all of your tickets. So for people who are listening outside of the kind of Christchurch Canterbury region. Um, all of your tickets are on the um, your website, right? But they can follow yeah. you also, your antics and <laughs> um, your your intrepid journeys on um, Facebook. So you've got the Facebook. You've got any of the socials? Absolutely. All of our socials and website and everything can be found under the same handle, which is at Good Habits Band. Um, absolutely. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of those bits and pieces. And we, uh, yeah, we do our best. Um, Pete is Pete is one who's quite prone to antics, so your use of the word antics there is definitely what you can expect from our <laughs> updates. 
and Cole. I was just on the um, their website, and they've got a shop, and it's got merch. Yeah, I will. There's there's footage of um, Bonnie in the back of the van or whatever with a whole box of merch, including, am I right, a tea towel? Yeah, there's a tea towel. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's those those tea towels. I would recommend to all artists, especially folk bands, to be selling tea towels because they go like hot cakes. We love them. Yeah, and we've, it means that we've been touring around Europe this past sort of June to September. Um, and so we've learned the word for tea towel in multiple languages. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> we, always, we, love some, we love some good merch. Oh, there's these great T-shirts with I want to buy a fridge with you. Oh, yeah. That's on the, um, that's on the tea towel, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, right. the same yeah. design. So we've got a song, a love song about wanting to buy a fridge mm. with someone and it's sort of the sort of domestic life. Um, so without the song, it doesn't make much sense. But, <laughs> but if you have a tea towel that says, I want to buy a fridge with you, all you have to do is listen to the song and then you'll feel, you'll feel right at home. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we, um, a, a friend of ours who's in Auckland, um, Marina Bloom, who is a wonderful musician, and um, her sister, I think it was her sister, designed, she's Russian, Marina, designed a wonderful tea towel. So, um, yeah, and I'd never heard of tea towel merch before, <laughs> but uh, obviously it's a going thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's up and coming. And next One time, size fits all. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, that's right. That's the thing, isn't it? You don't have to go. Oh, that didn't. That fit me when I was at the gig. Doesn't now. But, um, yeah. And if it shrinks, it just becomes a hand towel. So you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. or a face a face cloth. And I was just going to say, you know, here's a um, lesson for the Rolling Stones, right? And next time they're playing Brazil or something, you know, Sao Paulo, um, go along there and buy yourself a Rolling Stones tea towel. <laughs> you <know? laughs> then you'll know you've had real influence is that right yeah, yeah. and now people are going to be thinking because you know we are notorious here on um expanding horizons for running out of time because we just um you know time goes quickly and um i'm just conscious about that and i was going to say just in case people have like one you've spoken too much two you haven't played enough of their music don't panic because you're back you'll be back in february <laughs> right back and well, yeah. um when I think it's around about, I haven't got the date on me off the top of my head, and you probably haven't because you've got a million things to think of, but um, it'll be around the time you're here in Christchurch or thereabouts. Am yes, I, I... Um, I think it's February the 10th, Saturday, February the 10th. Right, and you'll have some, um, you'll have some stories to tell because you would have been on the road a bit and you would have uh, been playing, you know, playing with... Um, Kitane and all those kinds of things, or maybe that was. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll have been in Rarotonga, in Tasmania, in East Coast. Oh, you're getting over to Australia. Yep, that's right. We are. You going to in Brisbane? Jan- yeah. We're not doing Probably Brisbane, not. unfortunately. We're doing festivals in Melbourne, uh, Tasmania, and then a house concert in yeah Melbourne, Sydney. All oh, right. Next time. <laughs> oh yeah, don't rush to Brisbane. It's all right. But Tasmania's pretty, <laughs> oh, Tasmania's pretty nice, though, right? Getting down there. Yeah, we'll be our first time there. There's a really oh, lovely it? festival there. There's a, sorry, there's a lovely, what did you say? I missed that bit. A folk festival. Oh, right, yeah. And Australia loves a festival. There's quite a lot in the Byron Bay Blues Festival and all those kinds of things. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be right. And yeah, been, we, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, yeah, we've had, we've had lots of things, so we're excited to be able to get over there and experience now. it. Mm. And um, I don't want to labour the point, but are taking the accordion and the cello across the ditch? Absolutely. It, it, 
it becomes 50% more expensive because we're not a band of two. We're two seats plus plus a cello seat as well. Oh, and uh, people get quite confused at the check-in when um, I check in the passenger called Mr. Cello Cello. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to... have to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to... Do they get an extra meal? Do you have to get them the vegetarian meal? Oh, yeah. I always ask for the extra meal and the extra drinks and snacks. Once we were um, flying back from Austria a few months ago and... Cello Cello got upgraded to business class and we didn't. So yeah. <laughs> Cello sat up, sat up front with all of the sort of high-flying expensive people. So Cello got free booze. Yeah. Is that right? So some businessman sitting there looking at this Cello thinking, what is all this about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, that, that's great. That's great. And, you know, like I was thinking, you know, when I was just talking to you about the, the van Bonnie just before with you, you know, with the merch and all that kind of thing. So you, you're kind of transporting yourself around the country in, in your own van. I mean, the two of you in the van, what's what's the um, the road music? Ooh. Oh, good question. So in our um, in our van in the UK, which, which we love and it's a sleeper as well, we collect um, CDs, whether that's from doing CD swaps with other artists at festivals oh. or, I mean, obviously a lot of the time, most of the time, buying CDs of other artists. So we sort of accumulate a collection of CDs of different artists that we've seen at festivals. Um, but as we've flown out here and are in a different car, uh, our CD stash is null. So we're going to have to head for Spotify and, um, yeah, and get well, into some, get, listen to some great Kiwi artists. So if you have any hot recommendations... Well. We always have recommendations. <laughs> I was just going to say, right at the top of the show, and you might have missed it because it was just slightly before um, you phoned in, Hobnow, right, out of Wellington, Rob Joas. Cool. They, are, they are one of the iconic folk kind of foot-stomping bands. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> You're right. You know, and um, <laughs> I think you, you definitely, they'll keep you going. And the other one for me, just out of Christchurch here, is another great folk band is the Eastern. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we saw the Eastern at Auckland yeah. Folk Festival 2021. Oh, how great. Great stuff. Yeah, they're proper good, right, the Eastern? Yeah, great And, stuff. and I was just going to say, uh, a, a dear friend of Stu's um, who's been on here a couple of times, Adam Hathaway and the Haunters. Cool. Yeah, also, he's also been part of the Eastern. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Well, the Eastern's a collective, mm. I yeah, think, are, right? Which That's is right. Quite a lot of people, but Adam Hadaway in the Haunters, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. That will keep you mm. keep you going. <laughs> yeah, they'll be listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. they'll go straight out of your head as soon as you hang up. You'll go, who's that, who's that bloke he was talking about? But don't worry, because on Monday you'll be able to download the show anyway and listen to it yourself, <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that'll be, and that'll be great. Mm. So, Beautiful. just because we're getting towards the end, and I don't want to, I don't want to um, miss an opportunity to just let everyone know. In March, back in the South Island, right? And um, people can get the tickets at Good Habits Band. That's your website, dot com. Absolutely. And um, get tickets there because you've got the Geraldine, you've got the Akaroa, and you've got the Christchurch Folk folk, uh, Club. Folk Club. Yeah. That's it. And get along there. And um, But you're going to be back on our show anyway. So that'll be good. We're looking forward to that. And I can... uh, I can answer all the other, ask all the other questions that I failed <laughs> to fill in time to do so. How's that sound? Oh well, we look forward to it. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, travel safely. Have a wonderful Christmas and all those kinds of things. And we'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you.
You too. Thank, thank you very much. For thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Pete. Right. Right. Catch you later. Right. Thank Bye. you. Right, Stu. Mm. And I was just going to say, because we're getting to the um, towards the end of the show, I should play this. Where to find Sign of the Fiver, Canterbury's number one rock covers band. And they are at the Wollstone Sports Bar tonight. Oh, they get around, don't they? What's going on at a sports bar in <laughs> Wollstone, I ask you. So anyway, I think that's from 8pm. Right. Yeah, so get mm. along there. And uh, There's actually some pretty good places over in Wollstone. There's some great you know, places. The tanneries over there. And yep. Yeah. Of course, and there's, yeah, there's lots of... If you want to go to the interesting um, places over the Three there. Boys Brewery, yep, get along there. Yep. There's some good places. There's a McDonald's over there. There's a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a New World. You want to go shopping <laughs> in the New World over there? Yeah. Um, I was going to say though, talking mm. of a Firebird, made me think. I think QPR had a win this morning. What? Well, I think it might be two on two on, the, tro- two on the trot. <laughs> two back on to the back. trot. Hey, hey. Was, uh, they'll be talking about a streak before you know it. That's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. No, that is pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Um. Good habits. Great, right? Oh, fantastic. And mm. People should, yep, definitely uh, look them up on Spotify. And when, they, when they're when they in Otatahi next year, so are they coming on the show? No, no, they'll just oh. be phoning in, I oh, think, okay. because they'll be in Akarawa mm. on that day. Oh, just showing my ignorance, Cole. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> but it would be wonderful to have an yeah. accordion added to the list of musical <laughs> instruments that we've had in Yeah, we haven't studio. had one, have we? No, we haven't had one right. yet. But mm. Anyone out there who's an accordion player? I, know, I was just saying, Stu, um, just off air during one of their songs, I was talking to them with the passing of Shane McGowan yesterday. Mm-hmm. I yep. um, watched, you know, like watched a lot of Pogue stuff and just remembering how wonderful they were. And um, yep. there's some furious, like, Tim Whistle and... Um, Accordion playing. Oh, absolutely. They were playing yeah. fast, right? Mm. They were playing proper fast. Mm. And um, it's, it's interesting because people, you know, in the media, I guess they go, oh, Shane McGowan, how good was Fairy Tale of New York? Yeah. Yeah, I think they might have had another song that was just as good or even better. No, they had lots of good tracks. They did, didn't they? But yeah, I heard Fairy Tale of New York yesterday. A million times you're going to hear it, you know. <laughs> they're talking about, um, I know we we're running short of time, but they're talking about it could go to number one. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Because it, it didn't make it the first time around. No. Because of Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind. Right. Kept them from the top spot. And, oh, that's and a great, they, that's they, a great track, though. And there's a whole load of disgruntled people <laughs> who are like, you can't have lyrics and Christmas songs that so, are talking about it's drunk a lot of, tanks. And other things. There's yeah. a little bit that's not quite PC for today, is there? Yeah, and I, oh, shrug, my sh- I shrug my shoulders and go, who cares? Mm. It's probably great. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And um, anyway, people get along and... Listen to Red Roses for me. Fantastic, right. fantastic album. Mm-hmm. Streams of whiskey, yep. and of course, Rum Sodomy and the Lash. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, great album. Mm-hmm. Great. Album. I think I had that album. Body Body of an American is such a good song. Mm. But anyway, mm. anyway, enough of um, me ranting on. Yeah, we'd probably get to the end, haven't we? We have, and yeah, Shane McGowan. He lasted longer than people thought. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. he did. He did. That's I think right. that's been a common sort of joke. Yeah. Um, my cello joke didn't land, Colin, but disappointed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it, and I did it. That's right. I was just going to say, I heard yesterday, just quickly, mm. um, Shane McGowan, when, you know, yep. when they um, kicked him out of the band, right? Yeah. And his comment was, um, well, what took you so long? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He didn't care one no. bit. Great attitude. Not one bit. Right, anyway. <laughs> but they must have been quite deflated about that, right? Yeah, that's right. Dressing about kicking him out of the band. And he didn't care. He didn't care. Anyway, probably about time, Cole, that we got up. Got down. And got outside. And we'll see you all later. See you later. Bye. Bye.